here for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A woman's right to an abortion is threatened in a rare leaked opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court. The leak suspected of an effort to pressure a justice's vote on Roe v. Wade. It also prompted clashes between those on both sides of the abortion issue. High-tech drones strike two Russian vessels off of Ukraine's southern coast. Israel struck back at Russia's foreign minister for stating on Italian TV that Hitler had Jewish origins. The Federal Reserve tomorrow expected to implement the first of three planned short-term rate hikes to counter inflation at a 40-year high under the Biden administration. Another effort at unionization at a Staten Island Amazon warehouse has gone down to defeat. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Abortion rights are threatened. The U.S. Supreme Court, in an initial draft majority opinion, appears poised to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion. The opinion was written by Justice Samuel Alito and obtained by Politico. Some analysts think the highly unusual leaking of the opinion is to pressure a Supreme Court justice to sway their opinion. Protesters clashed last night late outside the high court down in Washington, D.C. Maine Senator Susan Collins repeatedly said one conservative justice wouldn't vote for overturning it. Here she is on CNN. I do not believe that Brett Kavanaugh will overturn. His precedents Roe are overturned. He noted that Roe had been reaffirmed 19 years later by Planned Parenthood versus Casey and that it was precedent on precedent. He said it should be extremely rare that it be overturned and it should be an example. So you have obviously full confidence. I do. Noted law professor Alan Dershowitz on the Rita Cosby show last night on 77 WABC weighed in on who potentially leaked the decision. This was not just a leak uh, for the usual Washington, D.C. purposes. This was a leak with a purpose, I believe, by a person, a law clerk who was willing to engage in an act of civil disobedience, risking their own career um, for making this leak. As if somebody's caught, their career is over. The opinion will not be final until it is signed off on and published. For now, Roe v. Wade remains legal. Federal protections to a woman's right to an abortion would end, but each state would have the right to restrict or ban the practice. A 1973 decision guaranteed abortion rights, again upheld in the 1992 decision Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Never-before-seen drones supplied by the United States aided Ukraine Monday in hitting and sinking two Russian naval vessels in the Black Sea. Ukraine released footage of the Bayrak Tar TB-2 armed drones hitting two Raptor-class patrol boats right near Snake Island. That island is about 30 miles south of Ukraine in the Black Sea. The island was captured by forces back on February 24th from Russia, the day that they invaded Ukraine. Ukraine claims to have destroyed several air defense systems and other heavy weapons belonging to Russia on the island. The drone hit two Russian vessels capable of carrying 20 Marines, three crew reinforcements and supplies. Russia did not comment on the claims. 
Israel denounced Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov on Monday. Lavrov on Italian TV Sunday claimed that Adolf Hitler had Jewish origins. He made the comment responding to a question why Russia thinks it has to denazify Ukraine since the country's president, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, is in fact Jewish, saying it was an unforgivable of falsehood that debased the horrors of the Nazi Holocaust. The Israeli foreign ministry summoned the Russian ambassador and demanded an apology. Former Israeli ambassador to France and Italy, Avi Panzer, blasted the comments on I-24 News. This is totally unacceptable. This has nothing to do with the relationship between the two countries, between Russia and Israel. This is simply a remark which is deeply offending to all Jews in the world. Lavrov said, so what if Zelensky is Jewish? The fact does not negate the Nazi elements in Ukraine. I believe that Hitler also had Jewish blood, Lavrov said, adding that some of the worst anti-Semites are Jews. The chairman of Yad Vashem, Israel's memorial to six million Jews killed in the Holocaust, said Lavrov's comments were an insult and a severe blow to the victims of real Nazism. Feds are poised this week to raise interest rates. The Federal Reserve expected to hike interest rates to counter inflation at a 40-year high under the Biden administration. Consumers would have to dig deeper to borrow for things like vehicles, homes, and credit cards, adding to financial strains and a weakening economy. Here's Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Our goal is to is to is to get demand use our tools to get demand and supply back in sync so that inflation moves down and do so without a slowdown that amounts to a recession. That's our goal. And I, I don't think you'll hear anyone at the Fed say that that's going to be straightforward or easy. It's going to be very challenging. We're going to do our very best to accomplish that. The Federal Reserve Board meets Wednesday. The, Wednesday, the board expected to hike rates for short-term borrowing by half a percentage point. That would mark the sharpest hike since 2000. Well, Amazon workers Monday turned thumbs down on a unionization effort. It's the second defeat at unionization in the borough during the past month. The NLRB said 62% of workers at a location dubbed LDJ5 voted against unionization, 618 to 380. Here's Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders at a rally before the first round of voting last month. You have taken on one of the most powerful corporations in America. They spent millions of dollars trying to defeat you. You are taking on one of the wealthiest guys in America, worth $170 billion dollars and you beat them a lawyer for the amazon labor union says the union is considering filing objections against amazon related to the vote your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center mostly cloudy skies today are high 63 some patchy fog rolls in overnight cloudy the low 52 with a 70 percent chance of rain after 3 a.m that rain should end by 9 tomorrow morning followed by showers till mid-afternoon and 80 percent chance of rain tomorrow the high 63 right now 53 partly cloudy skies. Of the 35 Hispanic voters that Reuters spoke to in two toss-up races in Arizona and Colorado, 20 of those said rising inflation is causing them to seriously consider voting for Republicans. Most of them said they usually vote Democratic but have lost faith in Democrats' ability to solve things like inflation. Representative Maria Elvira Salazar of Florida on Fox News last week. We are waking up. The largest minority in the country, 60 million people, 
20% of the population, finally we are realizing that those values that are entrenched in the Republican Party, God-fearing, law-abiding, tax-paying, and, and the, not only that is that the GOP is welcoming us, and I am the best example. Support among Hispanics was a key component of Joe Biden's victory in 2020. Quinnipiac University poll finds that only 26 percent of Hispanic voters now approve of Biden's job performance, the lowest score of any demographic. And more bad grades for Joe Biden. A new poll out finds more trust among voters for Republicans when it comes to handling things like inflation, the economy and crime. This latest ABC News Washington Post poll gives Republicans a 19 percent advantage in handling inflation, a 14 percent advantage among voters on the economy and a 12 percent advantage on the issue of handling crime. Trust in the GOP to handle crime, as a matter of fact, at its highest level in some 32 years. Fifty two percent of those surveyed said they disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance, although the rating is up a mere five points since February. The poll also found respondents' opinion of the president's handling of inflation dismal. 68% of Americans said they disapprove and 57% disapprove of Biden's work on the economy. Potential grand jurors are ordered to report to Georgia's Fulton County Courthouse. Now, this is part of a county prosecutor's probe into alleged efforts by former President Donald Trump and others to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Trump lost the election in Georgia by roughly 1,200 votes, the first Republican presidential candidate to lose Georgia since 1992. Trump's efforts to reverse that outcome included direct calls to Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who oversees elections. Here's Trump talking to him in January of 2021. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes which is one more that we have because we won the state. Now, so, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? All right. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Williams, a Democrat, launched an investigation in early 2021 into efforts to influence Georgia's election results. Mr. Trump has called the investigation a political witch hunt. Here's what he said. What this civil special grand jury should be looking into is not my perfect phone call, but the large-scale voter fraud that took place in Georgia, he said in a January 2022 statement. A blockbuster statement from former Defense Secretary Mark Esper in his book, Sacred Oath. Esper claims that former President Trump said as demonstrators were filling the streets around the White House following the death of George Floyd, can't you just shoot them, just shoot them in the legs or something? Esper enraged Trump by publicly stating in June 2020 that he opposed invoking the Insurrection Act. That's an 1807 law that permits the president to use active duty troops on U.S. soil in order to quell protests against racial injustice. Here's Esper back in June of 2020. The option to use active duty forces in a law enforcement role should only be used as a matter of last resort and only in the most urgent and dire of situations. We are not in one of those situations now. I do not support invoking the Insurrection Act. Esper was fired by Trump after the 2020 election. And some of those that Axios reported that as part of the clearance process, the book was reviewed in whole or part by nearly three dozen four-star generals, senior civilians and some cabinet members. And uh, some of those had witnessed what Esper witnessed. They said during the book's security review, Esper sued the Pentagon over a classification dispute. The book will be out on 
May 10th. More revelations from Hunter Biden's famous abandoned laptop allegedly connecting him to a Russian oligarch who has not been sanctioned by the United States. Emails obtained by DailyMail.com reveal Hunter Biden had courted of Vladimir Yevtushenkov, a Russian oligarch with close ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. The 73-year-old owns a company which reportedly supplied Putin's forces with drones. And this man is one of only of a handful of Russian oligarchs not sanctioned by the United States, despite his sanctioning by the UK and Australia. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki insisted that the president has no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. Again, nothing has changed about what I said yesterday. The president does not get involved in the business dealings of his son. Even through his son's business partners? Nothing has changed since what I said yesterday. I don't believe you answered that part of my question yesterday. He's not involved in his son's business dealings. Emails show the president's son and his business partners were courting Yevtushenkov for an investment in their real estate company in 2012 and 2013. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick has sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Make it double digits now for the Yanks as they cannot stop and will not stop winning baseball games. Their 10th straight win last night came in their series opener against the division rival Blue Jays in Toronto. Gleyber Torres very literally did it all for New York, driving in all three Yankee runs and route to the 3-2 nail-biter of a win. It was this clutch RBI single in the top half of the ninth that sealed the deal for the boys in pinstripes. Lined in the right field, it is a base hit. Rounding third and heading home is LaCastro. The throw is cut off by Guerrero. A big base hit for Torres, and the Yankees lead 3-2. That electric call courtesy of Michael Kay and the Yes Network. Torres added a two-run home run early on in the contest to boot, and the Yanks will try and push their winning streak to 11 with Game 2 of their three-game set in Toronto, set for 7.07 p.m. this evening. That matchup will see Jamison Tyone going up against Toronto's Alec Manoa. As for the Metropolitans, they suffered a tough loss at the hands of the Atlanta Braves in Queens last night. Austin Riley homered, and Max Fried won his third straight contest as the Braves best the Mets by a score of 5-2. to two. They'll try and knot things up in that series with game one of a doubleheader with Atlanta scheduled for 3.10 p.m. this afternoon. Updates from your NBA and NHL playoffs as well. As on the court, the Sixers fall to the Heat 106-92 to to go down 1-0 in that series. And the Suns topple the Mavericks 121-114 to to take a 1-0 lead out west. As for tonight, Bucks at Celtics set for 7 p.m. with Milwaukee up one game to none. And the Warriors and Grizzlies scheduled to tip it off at 9.30 p.m. with Golden State trying to go up two games to none in that series. On the ice, it was Bruins over Hurricanes 5-1, Maple Leafs over Lightning 5-0, Blue Jays over Wild 4-0, and the Kings over the Oilers 4-3. As for tonight, get ready and dust off your blue shirts as your New York Rangers are set to kick off their Eastern Conference Round 1 matchup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That faceoff is set for 7 p.m. at the Garden. And last but most certainly not least, big, big news out of the NFL yesterday as Arizona Cardinals with star wideout DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Hopkins tweeted following the news that he was, quote, confused and shocked, stating that he is mindful of what he puts in his body and is working to investigate how he could have produced a positive test result. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, mostly cloudy or high 63. Some rain overnight, the low 52. Rain begins after 3 a.m. Should end by mid-morning tomorrow, followed by some showers till mid-afternoon 
Tomorrow's high, 63. Right now, 53. Partly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Well, the markets opened this morning after stocks climbed higher Monday after the S&P 500 touched a new intraday low for the year and the yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury note hit 3% for the first time in more than three years. Overall, the S&P 500 rose 23 points, the Dow Jones added 84 points, and the Nasdaq jumped 201 points. Speaking of bonds, the worst bond route in decades hit a new milestone Monday with the yield on the 10-year Treasury reaching 3% for the first time since 2018. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note, which rises when bond prices fall, surged at the start of U.S. trading and reached as high as 3.008% in the afternoon as traders braced for the outcome of this week's Federal Reserve meeting. It then slipped below 3% to settle at 2.995%, according to TradeWeb. U.S. factory activity grew at its slowest pace in more than a year and a half in April amidst a rise in workers quitting their jobs and manufacturers becoming more anxious about supply over the summer because of China's zero-tolerance COVID policy. The Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Business Survey Committee Chair Timothy Fiore said on Monday that coronavirus outbreaks overseas were creating a near term headwind for the U.S. manufacturing community, noting that some manufacturers worried about their Asian partners' ability to deliver reliably in the summer months. A top Biden official said Sunday that the global food shortage crisis would push farmers toward relying on more green energy. The U.S. Agency for International Development Chief Samantha Power told ABC News that fertilizer shortages would provide farmers the opportunity to hasten their transition from fertilizer to more natural resources. Power added that the administration was still asking Congress to pass more relief. Last week, President Biden requested an additional $33 billion from Congress for military and humanitarian assistance for Ukraine. I'm Frank Moreno. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures, the Dow's down one point now at 32,977. S&P 500 up half a point. The Nasdaq is down seven and a half points. Gold down nine dollars. Announced this morning at one thousand eight hundred fifty-four dollars sixty cents. Crude oil at one hundred four dollars twenty-three cents a barrel. Down ninety-four cents. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York State now a hot spot for rising COVID-19 cases from COVID variant BA212.1. The state home to 37 out of the 54 U.S. counties that the Centers for Disease Control says are currently experiencing high levels of community transmission. Former White House COVID response coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks on Face the Nation Sunday. We have to make it very clear to the American people that your protection against infection wanes. So if you're going to go see your grandmother or someone that has metastatic breast cancer or someone under treatment for Hodgkin's disease or a family member with Down syndrome, you need to test before you go mm-hmm. if that area is in a surge. On Friday, New York Governor Hochul's office said Central New York's seven-day average case rate was the highest it has been in the state for several weeks. New York City, however, saw a 12% decrease during the same time frame. A brutal attack against a 60-year-old Asian woman who was chased down and beaten on a Manhattan street. 
Video released by the NYPD Monday shows a suspect run up to the victim as she crossed 9th Avenue at West 19th Street in Chelsea during the morning of April 24th. The incident under investigation by the NYPD's Hate Crimes Task Force. Police are asking for the public's help identifying the suspect and tracking him down. You can see video of the assault on our website, wabcradio.com. Anybody with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. All calls will be kept confidential. Meanwhile, anti-Semitic crimes in the city up 258% with police investigating 86 incidents, the most out of any group compared to 24 at the same time last year. Asians are the second most victimized group so far this year, with 32 incidents down from 38 during the same time period last year. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, finally got his wish last night after dying to go to the Met Gala for years. Adams walked down the red carpet at the Met Gala last night with girlfriend Tracy Collins at his side. The 61-year-old Adams wore a coat with decorative forearms and lapels that paid homage to the MTA. A triangular piece of material on the back of his coat read, End Gun Violence, in bold red letters. Because as we enjoy... Uh, being with all of the faces and all the peace people, they're real issues. And, you know, as we talk about this age that we're celebrating, it was a challenging time for a lot of people. And so I wanted to use this moment to talk about the countless number of innocent people who are dying due to gun violence. Adams moved to make a political statement on the red carpet follows Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wore a gown last year that read, Tax the Rich. Well, a turn from Adams' fashion statements to the homeless. Mayor Adams Sunday and other elected officials, including union members, and highlighted a plan to place a near-record number of homeless New Yorkers into underutilized hotels. To address the crisis, Mayor Adams also announced more funding for safe haven beds as part of his response to the homeless crisis back in April. This is a New York City's problem. So the New York City must ensure that this is happen, happen correctly. And so we're making sure that we have safe spaces for New Yorkers to live, to heal, to heal, and to be cared for. Officials called for passage of a bill that is pending in the state legislature it would allow New York City to use $100 million in the already passed Housing Our Neighbors with Dignity Act to convert unused hotel space into apartments. The mayor's also set aside $5 billion for these projects in his executive budget for capital funding to build more affordable housing. It's part of a $22 billion 10-year plan. Former Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin's name is being removed from June's primary ballot after all. The bill booting Benjamin from the ballot is sponsored by Manhattan Senator Liz Krueger. New York Governor Hochul has signed the bill removing Benjamin's name. Benjamin resigned after being arrested on corruption charges. Now, this clears the way for New York's Governor Hochul to name a new running mate ahead of the June 28th primary. A special committee on vacancies has scheduled an 8 a.m. meeting today to pick a new nominee for lieutenant governor. After that, certified papers will be flown to the Board of Elections in New York State's capital in Albany within hours. The former lieutenant governor called the allegations baseless but agreed to step down from the ballot. I fully expect to be exonerated of these false charges and look forward to serving my community again when that time happens. However, until I have the opportunity to clear my name, I will not be able to serve, therefore making it unfair to the voters of this great state 
for me to remain on the ballot. It's unclear who Hochul expects to name. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy today, high 63. Patchy fog rolls in overnight, cloudy, the low 52. 70% chance of rain after 3 a.m. That rain should end by mid-morning tomorrow, followed by showers until mid-afternoon. Tomorrow's high, 63. Right now, 52 partly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Well, Bill Gates, in an interview with The Times, said he made a huge mistake in attending fundraising meetings with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, the late Epstein. Gates, on multiple occasions starting in 2013, had fundraising dinners promoting the Gates Foundation with Epstein in attendance. That after Epstein had been convicted of soliciting prostitution for minors. Here's Gates' ex-wife, Melinda French Gates, talking to CBS earlier this year about her divorce with Gates. Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing. It was many things. But I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. The dinners were a source of contention between the Gates who divorced after 27 years of marriage. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.